Hello everybody and welcome back to the Local Feed Show. My name is Akila and our guest today is Yasmin Butt. Yasmin is a psychologist specializing in laughter therapy all the way from Pakistan and has done more than a thousand laughter therapy workshops. She shares with us her experience on why she embarked on this journey on tackling and talking about mental health one laughter therapy at a time. Yasmin fell in love with meeting and helping people through the work that she does. Why she began her journey as a psychologist and whether or not laughter therapy is effective. On this episode, we talked about what exactly laughter therapy is and how it works. Is laughter therapy effective in managing mental illness? Her personal experience on why she is doing this and of course her passion behind what she does every day. Before we get to it, if you want to support us, there are a few ways you can do so. Share an episode with your friends and make sure you subscribe to the Local Feed show on Spotify and iTunes. So without further ado, remember be bold and stay inspired. Here is Yasmin Butt. Hello Yasmin, thank you so much for being here. I mean, because yesterday uh, I was at what was it that co-working space, and I chanced upon like this laughter therapy. I mean, if I went, I wasn't there. I wouldn't know that such uh, therapy existed. If you could kind of like share with us what is la- laughter therapy, what you do, and just a bit about yourself. Yeah. So um, I am Yasmin Bart. Okay. Uh, an organizational psychologist. I've been practicing for the last nine years, and I'm also a member of International Council of Professional Therapists London. So I graduated to be a psychologist and later specialized to be a therapist. Okay. Uh, when I was doing my second master's, it was uh, one of my research area that um, I was studying. That um, I was studying this composition of this chemical, which is called dopamine. Um, it is usually um, included in our antidepressants and pain medication. And I studied that our body can also produce it ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be dependent on antidepressants or medication. Usually you get dopamine through chocolates and ice creams and even Facebook or Instagram likes or okay. hanging out with friends okay. or movies or spending money or um, you know going shopping. Squads, exactly. Right? Okay. It's a few good capital <laughs> yeah, actually. Okay. So at any, any, any given time you go through a nice event or you feel better or there's an intimacy between two mm-hmm. partners. You know, you, 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 your, your body, your brain actually releases dopamine. Okay. But then I started that your brain can actually release dopamine through laughter exercise as well so what I did was I combined the two and I created the laughter therapy but I didn't know how people would respond to it naturally it was a research area so I tested on a sample of people Originally, we started it with primary caregivers of Alzheimer's okay. and we um, we practiced it with them for a couple of weeks and the results were very positive. Then I practiced it with, um, you know, patients of depression, mm-hmm. people who were dependent on medication and in only six weeks they got off the medication. Wow. So, um, so then I commercially launched it. When I commercially launched it, at first I started noticing that only working professionals were coming, like people who were 35 and plus, you know, CEOs, managers, senior okay. managers, because those were the only ones who could afford the laughter therapy because it was a paid therapy and when I lost in Pakistan 
initially it was fifty dollars per person, and fifty dollars for something they haven't even heard before. Fifty Singapore dollars. I'm assuming. Yes, okay, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I thought since I, <laughs> the Singaporean vlogs, I should totally convert the money, right? Yeah. Um, or maybe forty-five US dollars, right? Okay. So that's that's the price that we started with. So and people would show up, right? And then we brought it down to twenty-five dollars, so that you know everybody could just attend it. Mm -hmm. And then for one year, we noticed that only male participants were coming. You know, male participants, thirty-five to sixty year old. That okay. sort of that sort of showed us the trend, you know, mm -hmm. like where the stress is lying. And then after one year, I started noticing that moms were attending it a lot. Okay. Then we had to even make mom clubs, particularly only for laughter therapy, right? And then this year, I noticed that small kids were also very, very interested. So we started doing sessions for small kids, right? Okay. And um, so I do the same thing for organizations. Then I took it to several countries like Turkey, Tashkent, Baku, Doha, China. And now I'm in Singapore. Okay. Next month, I'm traveling to the US. And I'm going to be doing um, laughter therapy for a couple of organizations and a couple of open workshops. Okay. And in, in, in the Singapore, we had a couple of uh, booked workshops with the Singapore poly Polytechnique. We had a couple of open workshops. We had one workshop yesterday, which mm -hmm. probably you attended, right? Yeah, that's right. And um, then we had a couple of workshops at Facebook, Singapore headquarters. So, um, so yes, it's 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 that's what laughter therapy is about. Uh, so in laughter therapy, what we usually do is that uh, since I told you, I combined exercise and laughter yep, together, right? That's right. So we we laugh doing. Um, to 20 to 30 exercise and every single exercise is very very physically um sort of physically stimulating yeah. right like you have to move your hands up or you have to move your belly or you have to extend your arms or you have to crawl or you have to hug people okay. so um usually i design the exercises in such a way like first of all i have to get people out of their bubble right yeah. um the first five exercises are towards some warm-up the second few exercises the second set of exercises are towards you know moving your body and actually exercising a little bit because mm -hmm. during exercise as well your body releases dopamine like during running and stuff right yeah. then I just want to you know like get people's lungs working and like you know actually just get warmed up and then um, in the third set of exercises we help them interact with other people you know you you might have noticed that you know the, the, the few directions in the laughter therapy are like you know go hug the other yeah. person <laughs> act intoxicated like show them a yeah, finger right, or, right. yeah, like interact with them so that you know to remove the awkwardness and okay. The last few exercises towards, you know, just going crazy, like, you know, the Scottish dance yeah, and like being silly. And like, so it, it, by the end of it, the energy in the room has completely changed, right? So that's how I uh, design the exercises. And uh, the agenda is for people to not only feel better, but actually mm -hmm. feel connected with other people and take it as a coping, take it as a life skill and, you know, just take it back to their lives and actually do it with the people they know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because I was there yesterday. It, it really, th it, you really need to kind of like take yourself out of your comfort zone, right? Because I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> but so how, I mean, how do, I mean, do, do most, I mean, do most people actually participate? Because it's really, you really need to kind of like step out of your box. So, I mean, have you ever encountered like those hard ones that are uh, hard, like the participants that, you know, they, they don't want to kind of do it. They just keep a few. So how, how do you, do you, do you encounter such participants? Yes, yes, totally. Especially in Pakistan, mm -hmm. I feel the challenge is that people don't come out of their bubble very quickly. Mm -hmm. Some people do, some people don't. Especially yeah. with females, I've noticed if okay. uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, if, if females 
females are with other females, then it's easier to get mm-hmm. them out of their bubbles. Yeah. Uh, but if they are in a in a co environment, one or two people can always feel a little bit shy. Yeah. But it takes me ten to fifteen minutes to warm them up. So in Pakistan, it's very funny. In in Singapore, wherever I did the therapy, it was only for thirty minutes. Okay. In Pakistan, we do it for fifteen minutes because the first ten minutes are spent uh-huh. in bringing people out of their bubble and you know just breaking that shell. Sometimes the people are like. ready from the get go like yeah. from first exercise like yesterday you know everybody was like <laughs> in it right yeah but right. um so, so 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 yes i mean sometimes it's difficult mm-hmm. but then it's it's my job as as a laugh therapist mm-hmm. to um to 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 bring everybody to the same pace you know mm-hmm. i mean i'm always noticing like which person is feeling uh left out so usually what i do is when we start doing the exercises i i go and try to interact with that person you know try to make that person feel uncomfortable also mm-hmm. um i don't try to point out that person like you are not laughing or mm-hmm. you are the one who's not trying you know i i just give them some time to warm up okay because yeah. you kind of you do not want to kind of outcast them i know i know and i i don't i don't want to i don't want to uh, you know bring everyone else's attention and put them mm. on the spot that this person is not you know yeah, able to laugh true. That's yeah. true. Okay, because when I first heard of laughter therapy, right, I thought it was like a you know like a comedy club, I know, right? Do you comedy. get that? Very... I, I get that every single time. <laughs> so I mean, so how do I mean? So okay, so now I know there's such thing as laughter therapy, and it's actually quite interesting. I mean, I didn't know there's so many ways for you to laugh, right? I know. It's I, and and I realize that it's actually quite hard to laugh. That I don't know, laugh your heart out. So why laughter? As I know, other other things. Right? What made you come to the point that you want to do laughter therapy? Mm-hmm. If you so um, so, I've been a trainer. I'm 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 practicing psychology for the last nine yep. years, and I've been a trainer. Yep. And my last job was as head of trainings at Zameen dot com, which is a large corporation in Pakistan. And um, so uh, so when I was when I was working as a trainer, I, I somehow noticed that when we talk about stress management, yeah. and you talk about stress management, you suggest people, you give them the tips. It still doesn't work. You know, they have to go through a physical experience like yoga, mm-hmm. for example, or um, any other um, exercise, like a group exercise. And I'd been I'd been studying about laughter therapy. I was studying about other therapies, and somehow I found um, a unique angle. And I felt that least amount of effort on a personal level was required. Like usually. Mm-hmm. On uh, you might have attended trainings, right? Like group trainings, and mm-hmm. uh, usually uh, trainers g- give them a task like, "Oh, you have five people. You have to get together. You know, draw this on a chart." Or I mean, like it it requires a certain mental energy. Mm-hmm. With laughter therapy, it's so easy. All you have to do is laugh. Yeah, right? I, mean, I mean, it's the easiest therapy. And I true. felt that's for true. stress management, if somebody is coming from a stressed environment, somebody is coming from work, mm-hmm. you should not put them into more mental exhaustion, right? Okay. I mean, you should just give them an easy. task like yoga for example mm-hmm. all you have to do is just move your body in certain directions and you feel happy or you feel lighter mm-hmm. with laughter therapy as well yesterday we didn't have the time to do meditation usually we start with meditation so we do a meditation in which okay. usually people fall asleep okay. and uh, or at least they go into trance right and then we do the laughter therapy and then we do another third exercise right so laughter therapy is more like f- about feeling lighter and feeling more connected with other people and yourself and usually what people report is that for the last 90 minutes yeah. or for the last 2 hours i haven't thought about my phone i haven't thought about anything else like i was totally disconnected you might have noticed like even during and after we were totally disconnected mm-hmm. with any technology or the phone and even after the laughter therapy we were just more interested in talking to other people right okay. like we were interested more in people interaction so that's something that i'd like to achieve oh that's and, very interesting and okay. also because i was since i i was looking at it from an organizational perspective so people who are working in a similar organization when they do it with each other this 
the certain you know awkwardness mm. which is diffused like a senior junior relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. okay stuff, okay yeah. okay i mean because you you mentioned first for the first part that you actually, the the male i mean the the guys usually go for it right i i mean i'm, I'm quite i'm quite su- like, surprised as in the the ceo side, have you been to like the, all the c suite since did They open to that? Yeah. Oh my god, I love so it. Because because you know they they don't really they they don't find a way maybe in their lives mm. to be that silly, okay. right? They don't have a platform and outlet to sort of express themselves in that way, you know, because we are being very silly. Yeah. And in that environment because everybody is doing it, nobody judges each other. Yes, I think yeah. that's I think that's very true. As yeah. in because you're in the same the same kind of environment and you're kind of doing that this this fun things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So okay, um how How do you see this? Okay, when do you start this? So I in November it's going to be two years. Wow, two years. Okay, and it's uh, you started in Pakistan I and you start and you're slowly starting to kind of like make it global in that sense. How is yes, that going yes. for you? So so far, I think the global chapters are going really well. I somehow I feel internationally I'm getting a better response than Pakistan because mm. Pakistan people are very late adopters. Okay. You know, uh, people are still um, a bit more conservative, in uh, more conservative. Okay. They're more towards so in in Pakistan spending. Trends are totally different, um, right? Okay. If if somebody true. is making a thousand dollars a month, uh, which is totally enough because Pakistan is not that expensive mm-hmm. in in so many other ways, because the real estate is very cheap, like mm-hmm. the living is very cheap. So people are mostly investing their monies into making, I mean, like buying a car or you know buying property, building mm-hmm. a house, because it's a trend. You know, everybody likes to build a house. You know, there are large mansions. Actually, it's okay. a trend. Okay. People don't live in apartments; they they live in large houses, right? Okay. So. Um, And the we will spend on food a lot in Lahore where I live mm-hmm. people only spend food okay. uh, like spend on food or the max they can do is you know maybe spend on a movie mm-hmm. but then don't really spend on something a feel good activity people don't like to spend much on on a gym or for yoga okay. or for services so people are actually late adopters like I have to do very hard marketing like put up posters every single day like for business development i have to be in touch with organizers for six months you know sometimes it takes me eight months to close this one laugh with wow, an organization okay. right so but then again you know that's that's my hometown that's where i live that's mm-hmm. where i'm based and i think i and that's where i had to start from like yeah. I, i i couldn't just go internationally before i was a local success right mm-hmm. nobody would actually just believe me so that was more like a test case for me but internationally i've noticed like for example when i was coming to singapore it just took me like four or five days to book all the session and i was like booked back to back like wow. two days uh, two sessions a day right and yesterday we attended my session and today i'm sitting here talking to you right <laughs> i mean like people in singapore especially i noticed that they're very they're very proactive and they can see potential in something they're very mm. they're, they're into uniqueness they're into mm. new newness and that's something that i've noticed in a, a lot of other countries as well that people are very early adopters mm-hmm. probably that is the reason that these nations are very very successful okay. and um they are probably ahead of some of the south Asian countries, which are still very, very late to adopt. Yeah. So, um, so now I'm focusing more on international chapters because I feel that uh, I need to, um, you know, I, I need to spread the word more and more. And also, I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking to build. uh it into um like i'm looking to make it into an industry where i can mm. you know where more and more people are interested in attending laughter therapy so i can produce more laughter therapists okay. so i am looking to certify more people in different countries so that you know they can take care of the chapters yeah. i mean this is the thing that i was about to ask you next like because yeah. you're you're only one person right as in you need to kind of like sprout your little know, things I know, and I kind of like, i know yeah I know. so how, i mean so okay so that's the next plan that that's you're the next to. plan so i'm launching okay. uh i'm launching something in december 
and I'm very excited about it. So that is basically Center for Laugh with Happy, where I want to certify okay. people from all around the world, whoever shows in trust. And the interesting part is that I'm going to, you know, keep the certification either in Lahore or the Middle East. Okay. Because I feel that um, I'd like to host people in Lahore. Lahore is like, Lahore, Lahori people are the best host <laughs> ever. We, we love to cook food. We love to serve food. Uh, we have a lot of culture and history. I mm. think that will be one way for me to host people in Pakistan. Maybe one day we should visit her in Lahore. Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> I, I'd love to. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. So, okay. So, and next. I have extra guest rooms in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm the only one living with my father now. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm okay. in charge of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, do you, I mean, do you, I mean, right now you're saying that you love Lahore. Like, do you have like plans on like staying everywhere else? Because if you're going to like kind of like, build your chapters, right? Yeah, the different yeah, yeah. chapters, right? Yeah. You kind of like have to move around. I, I Exactly. Mm. So, I'm, I'm traveling every single month now. So, wow, I, it's okay. like 15 days in Lahore and 15 days outside. And I think the only 15 days why I have to spend because, uh, because of the visa process you know uh, because okay. in Pakistani passport I can only travel to a few countries uh, that are to only African countries and those haven't showed interest so far okay <laughs> yeah so I have to go to go back to Pakistan apply for a visa for another country and then just get like and then that's why I have to stay 15 days in Pakistan but now I'm um, I'm going to the US for one month next okay. month so I have a couple of laughter therapies there so I'm going to be in Austin San Francisco and New York okay so um, I'm, I'm looking to basically um, explore more work there because um, I feel that US is the market which is mm -hmm. more and more interested in uh, health and wellness activities mm -hmm. so that's where I'm planning to move in future like it's on my goal is 2020 okay. move to the US wow okay I mean <laughs> yeah. this, this sounds very exciting okay can I just check with you okay because you mentioned that uh, because I mean you mentioned something about the, you ha you have to have like when you go to different countries for Pakistan passport is it really very hard for you to kind of like visa to other places yeah, it's very difficult it's very difficult it's very very difficult is it okay okay yeah and it's it's becoming easier for me because now I have a good travel history and I have a good bank, a bank mm. statement but a lot of my friends like for example when I was coming to Singapore a lot of my friends were like uh, their visa had been rejected because they did not either have a travel history like probably this was a country that okay. they were ever going to for the first time like this was their first travel so if, if it's your first travel coming okay. to Singapore from Pakistan you usually get reje rejected okay. even if you get the visa it's written on the visa that this does not ensure a visa oh gosh this, I mean the, the, the visa authority is a migration checkpoint mm -hmm. so until you know you don't clear all the checkpoints the visa is not confirmed oh my gosh okay so when was your first travel I mean I'm, okay sorry this is a bit sidetracked but it's actually quite I mean I'm actually quite curious is it so when was the first travel that you actually the, the country that you went to because that was Iran as a kid okay yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. oh yeah because your dad works in uh, yeah yeah my father was in Korea with army actually ah, okay yeah. so you travel a lot yeah ah, okay 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 that's very interesting i mean something that we didn't i mean i personally didn't know really yeah i mean i didn't know that um like okay i i knew that certain passports a bit hard to get yeah but i didn't know that they could like you know they will reject and you will never know it until you reach the customs yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's only for a few countries usually we get a when, when we get a visa I mean it's a stamped visa on the passport mm, I like, yeah. sorry on the uh, passport yes yeah. so um, usually it's um, so if you have a good travel history you have a good bank statement you're working okay. if, I mean you're, you're from an educated class you know then it's not difficult okay. but you know somebody who does not have a job in Pakistan does not have sufficient funds mm. the, the, the visa authority they just want to make sure that if you're traveling it's a legit reason for I you see. to travel okay yes. okay that's interesting it's yes. fun fact fun fact yeah. okay uh, we're gonna go back into your laughter therapy so okay, you mentioned that you're gonna be moving around and you're gonna have like uh, centers and kind of like have your little uh, chapters different chapters right so um 
Asia, where have you been in Asia? Because I know yesterday I can't imagine uh, someone mentioned you've uh, they've met you from Ashoka fellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was in China. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so why were you in China? Also to do the laughter therapy or just yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. explore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was there a to do laughter therapy, b okay. to att- attend the Cheese Maker Exchange. Ah, yeah, which was okay. uh, a program by Ashoka Fellows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I looked around a bit in the city. Does it? I mean, do you, okay. So if you go to countries like China and all that, right? Communication. How how does that work? Yeah. I mean, so usually if I'm working with an organization, so um, mostly people living in Beijing and Shanghai. They are bilingual, so they do understand English. Ah, yes. Okay, okay, okay. It's actually, yeah. very, I mean, I was very intrigued yesterday. To be very honest with you, I didn't know what laughter therapy was, and then it's like, it's yeah. I, I know f- it's unique. Yeah, it's really unique. And the, is this the first of its kind? Or they um, always, I mean, is yeah. So there's Dr. Kataria who does the laughter yoga, but then most of the laughter therapy specialists, they, 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 they. they, they make their own exercises so I have my own exercise I actually I combine it with exercise okay. yeah so that's how I do it why exercise I mean little bit background are you are you into like sports and all that yeah I, I was into sports I okay. was actually in gymnastics for 8 years and I used to perform okay. but actually during my study I started that exercise or running or jumping also produces uh, dopamine in your body so I just wanted to maximize the mm. you know like effect okay yeah, yeah. yeah that's quite fun it's yeah. quite fun I mean okay the okay. So okay, so it works because previously you mentioned that. So different groups, you will you need to know kind of like when does when to warm them up, right? For example, like you mentioned that in Pakistan, right, it takes slightly longer. So how would you know for the next the next couple of groups, right? Because is there a specific, like is there a specific like for example like in Singapore, you know that a bit more open and stuff like that, right? So it doesn't take longer to warm up, like for for example compared to like a fifty minutes and a thirty minutes. So how do you? I mean, how do you... I mean, that means you you kind of got, got to do a bit of research about where you're heading next and stuff like that, about the culture and everything mm, else? Sort of, or? no. So, so actually, um, you know, I have a background in, you know, like you can say, more like public interaction. Since mm-hmm. I was five, like I started performing in gymnastics when I was five years old and yeah. I started theater and I uh, acted in a couple of plays, you know, um, from college and school, of course. So... Um, so, I mean, I had a little bit, um, you know, I had a little bit background in performing, right? Okay. So, my performance, um, you know, when you go to the stage, you, you sort of know what kind of the audience is sitting. And then I've been practicing as a trainer for the last eight years, mm-hmm. right? I, I enter the room, I look at the people, and you can immediately tell okay. what, what's their energy like, right? Okay. So, I, I have to make a decision right on the spot which which is why you might have noticed I kept asking like how much time do we have you know mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that you know how can I utilize the time best for the you know audience so so I just look at the audience and um, but even when we are doing the meditation script I, I never go with the prepared script I just look at the people and I look at the energy and I'm like okay this is what they need to hear mm-hmm. like and Every single time, the laughter therapy exercise is different. For every single group, they are different. So okay. I have to, I have to find out like what kind of warm up exercises are good for them. Like if they are already an open group, then I don't really have to start with baby steps and exercises, yeah. right? Okay. So, so I just look at people and I make a decision. And usually, I mean, it's, okay. So I mean, okay. It goes so, I, well. so I get it now. Okay, because I think you're very uh, you're. I mean, you've been doing it for eight years, so you're very comfortable. And you can, like, play by yeah, ear. Yeah, I've, I've done, like, more than a thousand workshops. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you've got so much energy. I don't know. How do you do that? How do you <laughs> I have no that? idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe because my body is producing a lot of dopamine because uh, of laughter therapy. Okay, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's true. Yeah, and I'm utilizing it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, share with us a bit about like um, this the mental wellness um, of like laughter therapy, or does that you know has has anyone ever ever came to you and said that this is working? 
like if you could share with us whether it's like you know yeah I, I think I'd like to share my story like okay. how it started for me I'm like okay. neuroscience and research apart I mean I have a personal story attached to it okay. so um, three years ago when my mom died um, I didn't take the trauma well I was I was I was suffering from a major episode of depression and then it prolonged the very pathological okay. um, duration I would say so um so I was going through depression and the doctors put me on medication and I started abusing medication. I was taking 16 to 17 antidepressants a day and then I developed pain in my neck and my back and I started taking painkillers as well. Okay. So I was abusing medication and I abused it for eight months, right? And mm -hmm. for eight months, I had to discontinue my practice. I did not, I could not go back to my practice as a psychologist. I wasn't working. Um, so for eight months, I was like a potato and... I developed ulcers. I'm, I mean, I developed stomach problems. And mm -hmm. the doctor said that if you don't stop, you're going to have stomach cancer, right? Mm -hmm. So um, so my, my there were actually, you know, I had in intestinal infections and just because of the abuse of medication, right? Mm -hmm. And I tried everything. I tried yoga. I tried going back to the psychologist just for counseling. I, I tried spirituality and nothing worked for me, right? And then I just opened my folders and I looked at my research and I was like, okay, fine. Maybe, you know, I could just, I mean, as a way to go back to my practice because I wanted to go back to work, right? And I thought that maybe, you know, I could, um, a good start could be, you know, that I could launch something new and that could just make me feel better. And in those days, uh, because I'd proven laughter therapy through research, mm -hmm. so I thought, I mean, I didn't know if it would heal me or not. So my first experiment was when I started laughter therapy, uh, I, I I invited a group, right? And we used to do laughter therapy for six weeks, okay. right? And in six weeks' time, I noticed that my symptoms were getting better. And only in six weeks, I got off the medication. And oh. I was like, wow, this works. So I tested on a sample of people who were also going through depression and they were um, dependent on medication and they got off the medication too. And that's when I commercially launched wow. it. So okay. I would say because it worked on me and I felt that it had the potential to work on other people as well. So people usually come back to me and share their experiences like some people who have uh, like physical traumas or like people who have back pain for a very long time, they, they, they tell me that their symptoms improve. So not only that it helps you, uh, you know, lift up your mood, it actually works very well with clinical depression. So people who are clinically depressed or people who are suffering from loneliness, mm -hmm. uh, like a chronic loneliness, right? Uh, so, so, so they tell me that their symptoms improve. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. How, how often do you kind of have to get this laughter therapy? I mean... I mean, from your experience and all that, is it like a, maybe once off or once a month or how often do you kind of... I think once a week is a very good number okay. because, um, you know, after a week's time, the effect starts wearing off, okay. right? So it's it's very important to sort of uh, keep consistent at mm -hmm. uh, receiving the therapy. The same for the counseling as well. You attend one hour counseling program once a week. So I think one hour laughter therapy and interacting with other people, it shows very, very positive effect. In my case, I sometimes I end up doing seven to eight laughter therapies a week. Sometimes well, okay. there are two. Okay. So I think I'm overloaded with dopamine. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. So, okay. So your your recommendation would be once a week, right? Once and a week is very good. Yeah. What? Okay. I mean, laughter therapy. There's a certain technique to it, right? And in, in, I mean, what what is that? I mean, who can say that I can do it on my own? I mean, can I do it on my own? Of course. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. So, that's that's my favorite topic these days, okay. and I'm telling people how to do it on your own. Okay. Like for example, I have. So I'm also writing a book. It's called Laughter Therapy with the Asking Bird, which which are going to have the book is going to have 
you know like life skills that how can you include laughter mm, okay. so um so some of the techniques are like for example when i'm driving so i usually drive like this okay as the people who are like you know that i go okay why is you laughing like ha 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 <laughs> usually when i'm running in the gym so okay. i i laugh you know or when i enter into the room like hi how are you okay you know so it gives the other person to you know give a chance for for them to laugh you know usually i try to crack jokes or say things in a very funny and flirtatious way okay. Like, you know? okay okay so you might have noticed you know before the interview when we were talking you know i'd say something funny after like every 2 to 3 minutes we would just make us laugh right yeah, so right. so so you can use the skill um even when you're talking to your friends like um so i teach in a university as well i teach masters and i teach on communication skills and public relations right so in okay. my communication skills class there's always this one week where you know the presentations are around you know you have to give the presentation laughing okay right? So like okay. for example if i would start the presentation like hi my name is yasmin but and i'm presenting on this topic like this, this is how you know the presentation has to go right so uh, usually i i i try to teach people on um how they can use laughter or just smiling because okay. your your brain produces the same kind of results right um laughing in a louder voice it usually encourages the other people as well and it actually sends a louder message to your brain but if you start smiling your brain has the exact same response to it as well okay. it's like running and walking Okay. right both of them have a physically healthy um you know effect on the lungs and your body right mm-hmm. so so the same way if you start smiling in your conversations like if we spend the next 30 seconds you know <laughs> like laughing and talking you know you you'll, you'll feel you know nicer and uh, lighter okay i mean since you mentioned that has everyone like kind of like has anyone actually say like uh there's something weird going on with this because right you know right as in some people are some people are some people are open to it or some people are like hey they will approach this kind of like you know uh happiness and some people like we're kind of like i know like no way right yeah like, she's what? weird yeah. like yeah like don't be try to fresh yeah, it yeah please like, get away from me like you know this, this is, how how do you actually know, respond to that i know i know so over the years uh you know i call this my poker face this is my poker face Okay. And nobody can tell, you know, like what I mean. This, this is my only expression of my face. So uh, now I am particularly known as somebody who's like all the time, right? Okay. But uh, yeah, sometimes you just have to navigate. Sometimes, yes, I do get embarrassed, you know, like other people, like why? Like especially in China, okay. you know, like I notice the people were very serious in China, right? So they're like, oh, like what's her problem? <laughs> okay. But then I think you know that's that's life. You know, okay. That's how you okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now she's making me tear and and like laugh at the same time. <laughs> okay. Um um okay. How imp- how important is um taking care of your mental health? I mean because sometimes people really kind of like underestimate the power of like giving yourself a uh, you know a time off and just taking care of your mental health. Self-care. How important is it? I think it's it's very very important because mm-hmm. um not only that uh, you need to physically take care of yourself you actually need to take care of your emotions as well. Most of the time you feel um a lot of people come to me and they say I feel numb or my uh memory is not working as properly or I don't sleep well. Mm-hmm. These are just some of the symptoms mm-hmm. which uh usually evolve as a result of burnout. or emotionally abusive relationships so a lot of people they can't tell a difference between emotionally abusive and emotionally healthy relationships and also then they are not taking care of their emotions like uh, a small example could be like you go through you go through a a small um like you go through a breakup or you go through an emotionally traumatic time in your life and uh, you keep 
thinking about it over and over and over again it's it's more like you just had an injury or like a wound and you're constantly digging it like what happened like why did it happen okay. and then the wound is going to become permanent mm. so the same way uh, this is one of the emotionally emotionally uh, healthy practices that you know when when you go through an emotionally turbulent time you need to provide yourself with first aid emotional first aid you need to know exactly what you need to do like for example if you feel hurt like for example you you you, you lost an asset or like a, you know an important yeah. sorry yeah. yeah yeah so for example you you lost um precious piece of jewelry or something mm -hmm. right now you're sad so or rather than doing something which is emotionally um emotionally not healthy for you it's important that you need to know like what's your first aid like it's 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 like you had a blister you know what you need to do mm -hmm. you need to put a bandaid on it yeah. right so the same way when you're emotionally hurting you need to know that uh, how to handle it or mm -hmm. it could be job stress it could be a fight at work it could be an accident it could be um it could be a trauma it could be injury. it could be anything mm -hmm. right so you need to know like how do i need to take care of myself emotionally a that b uh, on a long term you need to protect your um skill set and your energy and you need to protect yourself from uh being vulnerable to uh mental health illnesses right okay. like people who who go to depression or who experience ocd or who experience different kind of disorders or even bipolarity or different mood disorders and eating disorders mm -hmm. we we need to be more and more educated about um these 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 things like mm -hmm. for example everybody knows that how to take care of a cancer patient right or diabetic patient or cardiovascular patient right so we it's it's just about awareness i think we need to be more and more educated about mental health uh, illnesses as well but, i mean uh, sorry to interrupt you, but could it be that because all these are physical right but mental health people don't really see it so that's I why know. they kind of like put it back your mind is in you know i'll deal it with it i'll deal with it another day and stuff sure, like that sure sure right? so although i don't blame people but it's a mm -hmm. very young science it mm -hmm. started in 1905 when okay. uh, when the army beta testing got started right so that was when okay. formally psychology came into being mm -hmm. uh, when you look at other sciences like uh, medical science or architecture or mathematics they have been there for thousands of years okay. like from 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 the from i mean like even if you look at it 15 AD there were still doctors there right yep, i mean sure. medical science was still practiced so since psychology is a very young science so i feel that we need to be very very inclusive of the fact that uh, people people i mean like it's fine it's 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 going to grow its own and as a psychologist i feel that uh, a lot of responsibility um is on us mm -hmm. uh, upon us so so that you know i mean we need to give our best we we are the ones who need to spread the word as much as we can okay. right at this point i was yeah. i feel Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, because I feel that I mean, even even in Singapore, right, sometimes because we're so we're such a very busy city where everything is about work, you know, about yeah. studies and all that, right? But sometimes we really forget to kind of like take a step back to take care. Yes. I mean, we we do take care of our body, right? Because going through exercises and all that even though I mean, it 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 kind of contribute to be of happiness, but sometimes the mind I you know, know. And we, so we, we don't take our time to connect with yeah. ourselves like step back be mindful yeah, and uh, so usually when we do um, meditation before life to therapy i only do meditation for 10 and 15 minutes and some people go into trance some people go go to sleep and when we 
we, we we bring them out of their experience and I ask them, do you know how did we, how long did we meditate for? They were like, oh, maybe half an hour, maybe an hour. Mm. The guy was like, and I was like, it just took 10 minutes to just disconnect you from everything and just, you know, help you connect with yourself. So I think we just, uh, we just need to involve in more and more practices like these mm. and uh, just be very, very patient about uh, the evolution of psychology. Okay. I mean, if someone were to kind of like uh, approach you and ask you, right, as in what are the f- first few, I mean, what are the basic steps that you would kind of like suggest to them to kind of like take care of their mental health mm-hmm. if you could just sure experience yeah, yeah. Well so uh, first of all i feel that uh, so our, our our bodies or our brain has been designed uh, by nature um through a certain discipline right mm-hmm. so we need to follow that discipline so first of all if if somebody maintains that discipline like sleeping on time waking up on time eating on time and uh, taking care of their body half of the problem is solved right there mm-hmm. b it's very very important to have a very strong support group to, to have a peer group right if you have a strong peer group and you have healthy coping mechanism uh, your prognosis is going to be very very high prognosis is the chances of recovery of course so your chances of recovery through any mental health illness are very very high and you're less vulnerable to go to to draw into a mental health issue right okay. so first of all that c is that um educate yourself more and more about uh, getting connected with your feelings because if you don't know how you're feeling mm-hmm. uh, they're very less like i mean it's very less likely for you to know that what are you experiencing mm, what is true. actually the problem right so i think we just need to study more and more and um also something that i would like to recommend people is that stop googling <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean yeah, like, you share because, okay. because, because people google like you know 10 <laughs> symptoms of depression and <laughs> if there's one symptom like let's suppose one symptom is like fever and they're like oh i have depression <laughs> because i have fever right or it could be like lack of sleep and they're like oh i have lack of sleep too so, <laughs> so maybe i have depression, depression right okay. or it could be something like loss of appetite or eating too much like for example i'm a but, right yeah so okay. in pakistan as i told you but uh-huh. people are known for eating the most amount of food like if in pakistan you tell people like i think you should do it in pakistan if you go to pakistan you should be like my name is but and they're like oh you must eat a lot <laughs> right okay so for example if i go to google and i search you know and they're like a lot of food right? like a consumption of food and i'm like oh i eat a lot of food maybe i have depression right mm-hmm. so um when you uh, as as you know as psychologists when we study so there are uh, spectrums on it like for example four or five symptoms need to apply on this person for four to eight weeks right like for example you've only been sad for two days you can't say i'm depressed Mm. right and then depression is something like when people don't feel like doing anything they don't find pleasure in something so a classic depression symptoms could be like i don't feel like brushing my hair for the last four days Uh i don't feel like brushing my teeth i have to gather a lot of energy to even shake a hand with the other person now People who are just sad, I'm not sure, you know, they have the same symptoms. Like, all of us are perfectly okay with brushing our hair, brushing our teeth, getting a shower every single day. Mm-hmm. But if you if you look at a person who's un- unable to do even those basic chores, right, okay. then it means that they are going through depression. So, um, I would suggest people to maybe stop Googling. And if they have any questions, please talk to a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. even you can speak to a psychology student because they are uh, educated in that, you know, like these are basic uh, mental health issues. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, they're educated about it. Okay, yeah. because, I mean, you wouldn't want to go into that spiral, right? Once yes, you go, oh, shucks, yes, I've yes, got, like, yes, depression. Yes. Exactly. I've got depression and they start uh, feeling like a victim mm. or they start feeling vulnerable towards it. And then I've... I've and something which is very important is to stop labeling your friends. You okay. can't just label your friends. Oh, you're a psychopath. 
mm-hmm. right? Oh, you're a sociopath. Or, oh, you have eating disorder. Or, oh, you have mood disorder. You are bipolar. You know, and this is very emotionally abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think people should also learn a little bit about emotionally uh, emotional abuse as well. That uh, you should be able to identify that if I am being emotionally abused, if I am emotionally abusing people, um, I think studying or um, you know education is very very important i think this should be the first step yeah i think it's a bit also a bit about self-awareness right i mean whatever words that you actually say to another person it might hurt them right you gotta true, be kind of like true, be mindful true. and be aware yeah. of the things that yeah, you yeah. say yeah okay okay interesting okay we're gonna go uh, we're gonna have a few more questions and then the few questions some fun questions for you okay would you like to add anything else as in because uh, we've i mean you've mentioned that you, you probably the next few months you're going to kind of like do your chapters, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to launch because until December, I'm going to be traveling every okay. single month. So January, I'm going to have two months in Pakistan. At least that's the plan. That's how it looks like. Okay. So in January, I think in 2020, I'm going to launch the next chapter. Okay. So Where, Where's so the chapter going to be? So, so the plan is I'm launching Center for Laughter Therapy in Pakistan where I can certify people. And if anybody wants to just enroll, I mean, I'd like to, um, you know, like have them in, in Pakistan rather than, you know, like going to a certain country and certifying people over there. I think it'd be more fun if... You know, people from all around the world, you know, they come to Pakistan and, you know... The origin also is where it began, right? Yes. Okay, yes, so, yes. so okay. So the enrollment, I mean, just 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 a heads up. So the enrollment would be that uh, it's, not, it's not online, so you've got to be physically there to kind of like go through the, yeah, the, the yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. Because, because we stuff. have now, uh, we have a lot of laughter therapy, uh, you know, we have a large community of people who attend laughter therapy. So okay. uh, the plan is also that when somebody is getting certified, they have to conduct at least 15 to 20 exercises, mm. uh, you know, 15 to 20 laughter therapies, each one of them to, you know, clear the first level of certification so okay. that they should have a first-hand experience like how do people actually act and react. So, there, I can just monitor it. I see. Okay. Yeah. So right now, are you by yourself running this, or you've got like a? a I, I team? have a small team. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which okay. helps me out. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. Okay, so so that's that's going to happen in the next few years. The yeah. next and few, few years. months. Actually. Few months. Few months. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So two years. Because I, I I did certify a few people in Pakistan, and they are practicing in Pakistan in you know their own cities. Okay. But I think I want to launch international chapters now, okay. because I think uh, it's going to be really cool. Mm, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it, I mean, I, I I also like to build a community of laughter therapy so that you know like they they can travel from one country to another and just meet the other laughter therapist and you know work with each other work with different communities it's like producing Ashoka fellows Mm. or members of Rotary Club or something like people can connect with each other you know people with similar agenda correct as in the the importance of like collaboration and collectively coming together to kind of help people I know I know okay okay you have anything else to add or anything to share about your future I mean the future plans or about yourself uh, yeah, me. so I'm I'm very interested. A, uh, I'm writing the book Laughter Therapy with Yasima. So I'm okay. I'm very very interested in publishing it. Okay. So uh, that I'm also I've given myself a goal that um, I want to finish it or publish it right. I mean, like before my next birthday, which is uh, six September. So right now six September is next month, right? Wow. So my okay. goal is to uh, finish it by uh, the next few months and then get it published. And you know, uh, I, the funny part is most of my goals are always attached to my next birthday because okay. you know I just feel that it's 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 an interesting goal. Like every single year, I'm like if I turn thirty, so I mean by thirty I need to do this. By thirty one, so by thirty two I I, I want to be a published author. Okay. So a that and b I am very much interested in uh, making it into a Netflix series. Okay. Like, 
a couple of different sessions from different countries, mm-hmm. right? And um, which are gonna, you know, like include different ethnicities, mixed groups, and uh, uh, showing people the how life therapy works and some of the, you know, real life events. Like for example, you're walking on the road, you're interacting with people, and how they're like. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it a very interactive, <laughs> funny okay. uh, Netflix series, oh, and uh, and you know, if by then we have more life therapists, you know, some more content. So I, um, that's something that I'm, I'm looking to do in the next uh, couple of uh, okay. years. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's very interesting. You actually, very, you are very purpose driven in yes. that sense, right? Yes. Yes. yes wow. Yes, wow. Yes. Okay. So, so the next few months, you're going to kind of like finish writing your book. Next few months, finish writing my book and launch the center. And uh, once I feel that you know, I mean, it's uh, it's it's growing into a thing. You know, once I get more attention, then uh, my next goal for the thirty third birthday is uh, right now thirty one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right yeah. Now, so yeah. yeah. So for thirty third birthday, you know, my my plan is to maybe get a contract with the Netflix or something, you know, and actually okay. launch it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. We. I mean, we wish you all the best. Thank I mean, you. Yeah, we Thank really you. wish you. I mean, you're doing really amazing things because it's Thank something you. that I think people sometimes really underestimate the, the, the mental uh, mental health and taking care of yourself, especially. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So we're gonna do the fun questions now. Yes, we're gonna do the fun questions now. Okay. Uh, well, we say it's fun, but some people find it's it's stressful. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know, okay. I got a few things. Okay. So, how does your how does your day start? Like you know, some people have this that daily routine or the morning routine, right? I mean, I mean, you're such a happy person. I mean, I don't know. I feel the energy of like you know, you're so full of energy. So how what how does your day or your morning routine is like for you? Yeah, so I I wake up at six thirty in the morning and I go for a run at seven in the morning. Okay. So that's how I start my day, and then I come home and I eat um, an oatmeal. It's like every single day. Same breakfast, yeah, oatmeal, oatmeal. Okay. I, I just, I just find it right. I mean, like, I, I find it nice okay. actually. Or I would um, have two boiled eggs, or yeah. So I have an oatmeal, and um, I drink a cup of green tea or Chinese tea. Recently, I've been drinking Chinese tea, and I really like it. Also, okay. because you know, I bought it, and it's like I still have <laughs> lots of it left. Okay, <laughs> it's just not finishing. I'm like, if it distributed on people, it's just not finishing. So yeah, I, I know. So I, I drink some uh, Chinese tea, and I just head to work. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So you have your own office right there. Yeah, I do have my own office. Okay. Um, so I, I I teach once a week. I teach at a university. So once a week I go and teach the students. Um, you know, I teach masters as I told you, communication skills and public yeah. relations. And sometimes, like um, it's mostly like three to four times a week that I'm invited on a morning show to conduct laugh with happy or talk about laugh with happy. Okay. I'm very glad that the Pakistani television shows are very very interested in this. Mm. So they invite me regularly as a laugh with happy. So um, I go and you know talk on the morning show and then I just head to work. Okay. Yeah, so usually, I mean, mornings are for either teaching or for, you know, doing a lap, I mean, like a morning show. Yeah, okay. so I can just uh, get it out of the way and just go to work <laughs> and then make more people laugh. Okay, yeah. I mean, you I mean, you also do your own like meditation and, and your, do you do laughter therapy right now for yourself? Um, I get to do it with people. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you don't really, yeah, that's true, that's yeah, true, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Let's get into the fun questions, okay? Okay, um... Okay, um, what is your why? As in the drive that you get up in the morning, what's your why? Uh, okay, so it's very funny. Uh, most of the time, uh, it's either s- maybe a meeting or a certain session that I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. And if there's absolutely nothing, I literally make a promise to myself, just go to work today. Like, I'll, I'll give you a break tomorrow. Just go to work. Just, just, go, just no questions. Just go to work. Okay. Yeah, okay. the discipline works for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, um, what is something that 
uh, what is something most people don't know about you that you're really proud of? Don't know about me yeah, and I'm very yeah, proud of? Yeah. Um, I make sure that people know everything about me. Really? <laughs> okay, you're quite, you're quite open about this kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I can stitch. Yeah, not many people, people know that about stitch. me. Stitch, okay. I can stitch. Yeah. Okay. And I can knit as well. Sweater, has, have you ever done... Yeah, but I, I knit uh-huh. and I, I can stitch about anything. Okay. Yeah, so I usually fix my own dresses, like even a Western dress. I can totally fix it. I can actually open and you know, like wow, fix it back again. Okay. I can even stitch it. Like I can, you can give me a piece of clothes and I can stitch into anything. Okay. So yeah, that that's something, something that I'm, yeah, I'm okay. very proud of. People don't know about me. <laughs> now they do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, what is your most humbling experience? Uh, yeah, I think that's it's uh, a very interesting question. Um, my most humbling experience. I think uh, there has been many, uh, but so uh, so um, so during my first masters, I would say uh, I, my my research area was working with elderly uh, and the old age homes, right? And I felt that this was one of the most humbling experiences that I ever had, you know, uh, because I was very young. I could not empathize with what they were going through. Mm-hmm. But uh, going there and spending time with them, I think that was a, that was a very different experience, which I think really, um, which was the beginning of a change in my life. Okay, it was yeah. eye-opening in that sense, It was very eye-opening, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I, a bit trite, but I know, but what, what made you want to do psychology? Oh yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, so, uh, so my sister, she was studying psychology, and she's um, ten years older than me. So, when I was in fourth grade, she was in, uh, you know, actually, you know, bachelor's fourteenth, actually. Yeah. So she used to study psychology, and I used to, uh, and I was, a, I was an avid reader. So I used to uh, look at her books, and I used to study them, and I could actually understand uh, bits of pieces of them, okay. and it seemed very interesting. So, actually, ever since I was a kid, I was the youngest of eight kids. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was very good with public relations in a way. Because because I had to be very diplomatic and, you know, <laughs> I could see my elder brothers communicate so well mm-hmm. that um, I always had to either beat that or just match that, right? So I was always very, very interested in people sciences. So the first time when I heard about psychology that it gives you sort of... Um, chance to know that what the other person is thinking or you know control their behavior or fix their behavior so I was my like my life my brain was all about interacting with people right yeah. so I was like wow like if I graduate to be a psychologist my job is just going to be meeting people that's yeah. that's great I think I'm up for it like <laughs> like nothing else no computers nothing I, I think I'd be glad so I think the part that I'm going to be interacting with people was something which first attracted me to be mm. a psychologist and the more and more I studied about it I think I just you I fell in love. Yeah, yeah. I think love. psychology is something, you know, I feel that, um, I, I say that a lot, you know, I mean, like, if I was given life again and even over and over again, I'd still be a psychologist. Mm, okay. Yeah. You, you really love people. I love it. Yeah, I love people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a totally non-intimate way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. If, okay, if, if today was your last day on earth, uh, for you to leave your wisdom behind, what are the three truths or three lessons that you want to kind of pass it on to the world? Um, okay, so uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very interesting question. Uh, okay, um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, 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 I would say one thing. Uh, a is that... Um, I think learn to love yourself, mm-hmm. right? 
Uh, that's something that I have over the past couple of years. I've really, really, really loved to, you know, I mean, like learn to love myself. And I feel that um, it's, I mean, it, it might sound narcissistic or a little bit omnipotent. And uh, I mean, like, it, it, it might sound very self-centered, but I think it's very important that you know how to, you know, love yourself so mm -hmm. that you can actually be happy in your own company and you can value yourself and you, you can respect yourself. I mean, this is something which has helped me grow further in life because I learned to love myself. Mm -hmm. A, that. Okay. I think B, it's, um, uh, I think, uh, Physical health, it's very important. This, is, this has been my, uh, my personal challenge ever since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I fall sick a lot, like oh. a lot. Okay. I've, I've made it to death and back so many times. Like I was sick to death only two weeks before. Okay. Like I, I was going to travel to Singapore and only a week before Singapore, I was, I, I was so sick that I, I, I almost felt that I'm not going to make it this time, right? So uh, although I take care of myself a lot, mm -hmm. but if I didn't, I feel that uh, I anybody... Who, who does not take care of themselves, you know, can be very, very vulnerable to uh, physical sick sickness and then you miss out on a lot of things. So I think physical fitness is very, very important. So please take care of yourself. Okay. Okay, see, uh, um, now this is a very, this is a very uh, intimate advice, I would say. Okay. That, um, that if you ever fall in love, uh, just learn to protect your and their feelings for each other. Right, I think it's a very special feeling, and you should not just let it go because of logics and ego and anything. I think if you fall in love, this is very rare and it's a very beautiful feeling. So just just learn to protect it. Okay, is this from my experience or is this from something that you just want to share? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is the fun bit. Okay. Okay. This is the <laughs> last. <laughs> this is the actual fun. Yeah, bit. This is the actual fun bit. Okay. Um, okay. So. Okay, it's five seconds, five questions, okay? At the top of your mind. Craziest thing you've ever done? Um, I think I need more than one second to do it. <laughs> five seconds. Oh, five oh, you, seconds for yeah, this five question? Seconds. Okay, okay. Craziest thing, thing that I've ever done. Craziest thing uh, you've ever done. Okay, so <laughs> it's very funny. So there was this one time I had the opportunity to have my color, uh, my hair color dyed okay. for free okay. and have it cut as well. So um, so I went there and I said that, um, I, I just, I, I said, I'm going to be kind of blonde, but then maybe really like totally blonde, <laughs> like blonde and they cut my bangs and it was like, I was blonde and you know, and my I had bangs. to go see my patients. I was like, Oh wow! Like <laughs> I'm not sure they're even gonna recognize me because I was like totally blonde. Uh -huh. So I think that was one of the silliest <laughs> things that I've ever done. I don't know if it was crazy enough or not. It was definitely silly. How 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 long did the color or you had to dye black back? So um so I dyed it brown uh, oh, okay. like the next day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but I think I think I learned my lesson because I mean it totally destroyed my hair because you can see my my hair completely black. It took them a very long time to make it blonde, and you know then they cut it and the bangs took a lot of time to yeah. sort of grow back. So I, it was in uh, November 2017. Okay, yeah, okay. never, never ever are you gonna get like, a, a free service again? <laughs> okay, uh, what's your because you mentioned you love to eat, right? What's your favorite food? Pasta, 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 any kind of pasta. Pasta, pasta. <laughs> that was fast. So you know what you love. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you were stuck on an island and there's only one thing that you could bring along with you, what would it be? Oh, my glasses. Your glasses. Yes. I can't, <laughs> I can't live without them. Can you see me now though? Yeah, right now oh, I can. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, okay. What is your animal spirit? Animal spirit. Uh, well, I think, um, although I, uh, 
I can't do with cats because I'm really scared of uh, their yeah, nails. Okay. But I think it it has to be a cat because everybody used to call me a cat when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Why though? Why? I have no idea. Like maybe because of my eyes. I I don't know. I mean, do I have cat-like eyes? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's just that's just brain. Okay. Yeah. If you had a superpower, what mm-hmm. would it be? Oh, that's uh, that's a good one. Um, travel. Yeah. yeah. So you can like. Yeah, I could just be at uh, so many places at one point. I'd love to travel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Last few. Okay. Okay. What is your definition of legacy? Your very own definition of legacy. Mm-hmm. What What is it? Um. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I. I don't know if it's legacy or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if uh, if there was a biography made on my life, I would really like people to know the real side of it. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I mean, because of my social media and a lot of um, other platforms that people see me on, the thing that oh, this is a passionate, ambitious la- life therapist, and Yasmin Bart who comes on television, in the newspaper and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel that uh, if when I'm gone, if somebody could just ask my friends and my um, like neighbors or family members and anybody who knew me, and they could just tell them that I'm a, you know, like a genuinely very humble and very grounded person, mm-hmm. I think you know, I would really like to people. I, I would really like people to get to know me. Actually, like the the, the, the real really, part of it. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd really like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's very close to your heart. I mean, what you just said. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So. How can we support you? As in, how can like your your viewers and all that kind of like uh, support you in a sense? Because I mean, we've mentioned really like you're gonna like you know have your different chapters and different parts of the. I mean, bring more people to the, being a laughter therapist. But where can we find you? As in your website, your Facebook, if you can yeah. share with us. So I do have a Facebook page. It's called the Support Group. The Support right? Group, okay. or they can just search laughter therapy with the asking but and they can you know it can lead to one of my events, and then they can see the Support Group if they can't find Support Group. But Support Group, yeah, if you know they could just subscribe to our page and you know just leave their questions. And I'm I'm very very interested in questions always that I I want to know like what people are thinking and how mm. I can serve them best. You know, okay. if they could share their experience like um, when they went through a certain episode like what what is what has that worked for them Mm -hmm. you know so i'd really love to know about um, the thinking process i think you know that that more that would give me more data points to see what can i do best yeah for them to kind of share their journey yes 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 yes. okay so a facebook called the support group the support okay right now it's just a facebook no website or no instagram so uh yeah i made a website which is uh which it's it's rather that people don't see Uh, okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's uh yeah, but I, I'm thinking in the next couple of months I should have a better website. Okay. Yeah, it's a very basic website um, because I'm a psychologist, you know, I mean, like, that's one of my big areas, but I'm thinking of hiring a marketing team and, you know, getting a better website page. So right now, I think my Facebook page is, up, I mean, like, updated every single day. Okay. So that's where people can find the updates. But I, I do know that I, I, I should have a website, a better website. I do have a website. It's called www.thesupportgroup.pk. Okay. okay. Uh, but I think Facebook page is a better option. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, Oops, we'll, we'll put it out and check it out. Totally. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you for having me. Thank you me. so much. I mean, we really truly appreciate you coming by. I know you've got busy schedule, you've got to get, like get back and stuff like that. But uh, that yesterday was quite fun. It was such an eye opening because I did. I really truly didn't know what laughter therapy was. I thought it was a stand up comedy kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really beautiful what you're doing. Really truly. Thank you. Yeah, helping Thank you. a lot of people. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Hope you had fun.